exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Nobody is as thrilled as I am that the wild card round of the NFL playoffs have finally come to an end. Oh, man. What a terrible week of games. Yikes, dude. How do you? How are you doing? I meant to text you and just, like, kind of check in with you and see what the story is here. I, I told Wyatt yesterday, nobody was less surprised about what happened to the Cowboys than this guy. Well, and first of all, I mean, give... Green Bay has had a pretty solid defense mm-hmm. this year. But so has the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. They've had a top five defense all season long with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. And then, I mean, they had pretty much everybody available that didn't have a season-ending injury. Same goes for the offense. And just, they Cowboys it up. yeah i think we were all kind of expecting it i was not expecting it to be that quick and that bad i never if if you're like yeah you know what's gonna happen jordan love's gonna jordan love all over this field and it's gonna be over by halftime i'd have laughed you out of the room i'd be like you're crazy did the cowboys defense alone is gonna make that i mean come on they're gonna eat them up eat them up and pass the sticks by the first quarter. Get out of here. What you did is way better if you see it in person. I 100%. 100%. It did no justice. Because you move your head around. You even pulled on the neck of your shirt. Yeah, that will. I, to exaggerate know, the sound effect. Yeah, he, he gave it the Rodney Dangerfield effort. Well, married to a diehard Cowboys fan. I didn't, oh, that went oh, well. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, oh, do you uh, want to go uh, uh, walk to, uh, walk around to the, yeah, the park? Um, I, I'm just going to take the two girls right now uh, leave you be. Mm-hmm. You want me to make, your eyes. You want me to make dinner for you tonight? Absolutely. Like, yeah, what right. are they eating, spaghetti or spaghetti? <laughs> I was like, whatever you want me to do is fine. Does she get fired up as like your typical K-State fan? Things are going white, right. You're yelling at the TV. Uh, yeah. She is. She doesn't. She doesn't G-rate it for the kids. No. And then like, there's the like yelling. There's the upset. Then there's like the stages of denial, you know. And then we get quiet <laughs> with the folded, and then we're standing and talking to the TV. And I'm like, dude, do I like this bad? <laughs> she was irate. She was going through all the stuff, you know. And then, but yesterday the Eagles losing just settled everything. Made she, things a little bit better, fine. and I'll admit that. Same yeah. as me, I was I was texting friends and like I'm just like if the e- just get the Eagles out of there, yeah. that'll make things better because the Eagles kind of folded there towards the end as well. But. Man, la- what seven of the last eight or something? Or like, seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six and seven or seven and eight, they, if, boy. If you count the playoff game, one and seven in the last eight games. What, what business does Baker Mayfield have? In getting to the divisional round of the playoffs over Jalen Hurts. Listen, okay, so they were talking him up big time, Baker, and he was he would look great, but then he took like three or four horrible sacks there at the like he'd get to third and one, and then he'd get sacked for a loss of sixteen. They go, that's him. That's the Baker Mayfield experience we're talking about. But yeah, the G household. 
It's a lot nicer. The tension's a lot uh, thinner in the air because the Eagles took one for the team. It's funny you mentioned the denial part oh. of of that loss because I was the same way, but it was only at 7 nothing. <laughs> when it got to 14 nothing, it, it really settled in fast. This isn't going to be good. This is going to be your typical Dallas Cowboys for performance, and it was actually worse than Man. what it typically is. But I, it goes back to when... I was, uh, I think this was freshman year of high school, and we were playing Rock Creek. Rock Creek actually was suiting up like older kids, like some sophomores were playing in this game, Uh-oh. and we knew about it, but they go right down the field and score on us in two plays. My coach on the sideline is skipping backwards. He's feeling good. All right, they got us. They got us. Now we're going we're gonna to respond, and we're going to take over from here. And I had that mentality. I was like, okay. Jordan Love marched him right down, actually, and caught some pretty big breaks on that first drive with some penalties. For sure. But caught breaks, marched the rest of the way down the field with some chunk plays. They go score. I'm like, okay, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot on that first drive. We clean it up, and we're going to be just fine. Not the case. Dude. It was uh, so bad on both sides of the football. It was 27-nothing. I was like, dude, listen, Sarah, um, stop. <laughs> I was trying to call like the cable company. Can you cut the cable right now? <laughs> Is there any way you come up with some kind of disaster to happen? Like, I wanted a tree to fall on our house worse than anything. That was awful, dude. The best. The best part of the wild card round was the coverage or the like the videos you saw especially in buffalo of because of the weather mm-hmm. the weather coverage of it being sub zero degrees uh somebody media in Kansas City pulled a water bottle out of the fridge and it froze right away it was actually really cool to watch it like yeah. started from top to bottom and just froze yeah, and it took that, 3 seconds that was real that was real dude that was sick i was like <laughs> cool trick there but that's real oh my god i I need to go back to science class. I mean, honestly, how rough would it have been to spend $15 on a beer and then have and it, it just freeze? Explodes. Well, yeah, it was expl- <laughs> they were exploding. Give me another! Well, and the Buffalo coverage, though, all that stuff from them trying to hire 200 shovelers. Apparently, they had 200 shovels and 20 bucks an hour to go try to shovel out uh, their, uh, whatever, I forget the name of the stadium in Orchard Park. Yeah. And then. But the, the fans, the fans just like leaning back into the snow and the chairs and just some bros being bros, drinking some brews. And then Buffalo yeah. fans are the best. <laughs> yeah, you can never put for the safety of the fans, we're postponing the game and Buffalo Bills in the same sentence. Those I guys know. don't care. Are you they kidding me? They're, they've been out there for 12 hours. <laughs> and of course, the idea to keep warm as you get ready for the game is do a flaming table spot. Absolutely, dude. You do one of those, you're ready to go now. You're ready to go. Did you hit mostly concrete? Perfect. Even better. <laughs> you're ready. It's playoff time. They look pretty good. And then they almost gave it up. The Bills. It did get a little interesting. I mean, there was only one, really one good game, and that was um, the Lions and Rams. Oof. But I can what it started out like 14 nothing, 21 nothing, and then the Steelers made it a little bit interesting thanks to a block field goal. Hell of a block field goal. Ricocheted like 40 yards into the backfield. <laughs> it was awesome. That was pretty dope. But it, it got a little interesting there, but it was pretty much yeah. all Buffalo. Man. 
It was a bye week for him. Well, yeah. and now don't don't the Chiefs now aren't they going yes. up to Buffalo? Yeah, chefs are chefs and buffs. Dude. I mean, they get they get to go to a warm weather location and play golf games <laughs> on Sunday evening. They're Pat- gonna be like, man, where are my board shorts? At? I mean, seriously, seventeen yesterday at kickoff time. Oh. Versus what Arrowhead was on Saturday. So it was warmer in Buffalo yesterday than it was here. By the way, let it, let, welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, ah! Troy Coverdale, David G., and Owen Burke. Go ahead, Owen. Yeah, I, Wearing the, your Ravens shirt. I am. It's playoff week. Finally got some more Ravens football on. I'm ready to go. Let's but go. The fact that we're six years into his career, and this is Patrick Mahomes' first playoff road game, is insane. The nuts. And, and Sunday was his 12th. Victory in the playoffs. Uh, Peyton Manning's 12th playoff victory. The last Super Bowl before he retired. John Elway, <laughs> Super Bowl before he retired. So what he's done in six seasons in Kansas City, pretty crazy. If he can get win 13 come this weekend. Look Unlucky. Out. Unlucky 13. Uh, well, if you're a Chiefs fan or a Bills fan, you remember what Mahomes did in 13 seconds. Mm-hmm. Do, do, you know how many, uh, do you know how many wins – the Dallas Cowboys have in a playoff game at 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 and T Stadium. Yeah, I, uh, I. It's not zero. It's two. Woof. Two. Yeah. Woof. Green Bay Packers have more Four. wins at AT and T Stadium than the Dallas Cowboys. Dude, <laughs> let me tell you, um, those stats like I like they're really cool and fun, but I don't dare repeat them in my house. Oh no! Yeah, you got to get all that out in the workplace. I you know, I came outside. Home. I go, man. Do you, do you, <laughs> you know who's got one more playoff win than Pat Mahomes? You know, I I can't do those because my oh boy, who do you think is going to be the next coach? Because they're going to fire. They're fired for the Cowboys. Yeah, they're going to fire. Great question. Yeah, because I feel like we're just kind of sitting idle. It's going to be Belichick. Well, Belichick isn't he? Isn't he interviewing for the Falcons' job? Yeah, yeah. I think he already did on a yacht somewhere. Jim Harbaugh is going to get the Chargers' job. Uh-huh. Would have loved to have him. Dan Quinn didn't look so great. I don't know if he's exactly. Uh, I don't know where he lands right now on a uh, on a candidate position. He's a defensive coordinator for the Cowboys, okay. former um, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. Um, Saban, Vrabel. I don't know. Mike Vrabel. Mike, no, I don't know. I I like the fit for Belichick, but I cannot see him. In a million years, being like, yeah, I'll work for Jerry Jones. It just, I, it doesn't make sense to me for, for Belichick. Sure. The thing is, he would never, ever, it, ever. Yeah, ever. well, we said that with Bill Parcells. That's true. If you're gonna make, what is it? If I'm gonna be the cook, you may as well let me pick out the ingredients. Or the Therein lies the flaw because Parcells didn't have as much of a player personnel role as he had had in the past. How's Belichick going to approach that? Get the hell out of my practice! Oh, I, he's gonna be so mad. I don't think though, oil and water. Another new head coach is gonna solve everything. I know. I mean, think of how talented the the Dallas Cowboys were this year. It, maybe it does, but it's been too much of the same thing year after year after year. Good enough to get to the playoffs, not good enough to make a run for even an NFC Championship game. W- it, it, it has been below par, or not, not, not below expectations. Cowboys football. Mm. Jerry is getting what he deserved for getting rid of Jimmy Johnson. 
There, I said it. Yeah, and well, they when they <laughs> inducted him into the Ring of Honor this year, and I, my buddy is a Cowboys fan, immediately texted me. He's like, maybe the curse is over. Yeah, maybe this is it. Uh-huh. Maybe, uh-huh. We, maybe we finally beat it. Nope. They need somebody to go through that building with, with a tambourine and some sage and dance around and exercise the demons. There is something wrong there. But maybe it's to, I mean, just because somebody interviews doesn't mean they're going to that spot. Maybe it'll be Jim Harbaugh. Maybe he gets them to come down. Oh, oil and water. Let's go. I thought it was interesting that here's a billion. The Chargers put out a press release saying that he did interview. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Same with the Falcons. Is that a common thing? I don't remember seeing that very often. I've never seen that either. The Falcons did it with Belichick, too. And I heard that he was on like a private. Yacht, that's where his interview was. Like, dude, that's pretty dope. That's what I'm trying to get, man. Don't interview me in some stuffy room. Let's go to Antigua. Let's hang <laughs> out, man. Let's see if we're friends, dude. Find uh, out a lot about your head. Yeah, coach, we're though. buddies. Me and the owner. Ah, yeah. Uh, where, where does Jer- where's Jerry Jones take Bill Belichick for the interview? Go to a Lone Star Brewery or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on to Cancun. <laughs> Like, we're on to Cancun. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're going to get uh, I mean, in hour number two, and I'm going to get out of here a little bit early in hour number two, but we'll, we'll definitely get knee-deep into K-State hoops. I think a 4-1 and one start in Big 12 play. I'm feeling pretty good if they can get there, but in their way is the matchup tonight. Bramlage Coliseum, 7 o'clock tip-off. We'll join in progress right at about 7 here on K-Man for coverage as well have Chiefs Kingdom from 6 to 7. But it is round three of Jerome Tang versus Scott Drew. The Baylor Bears are in town, the ninth-ranked team in the nation. And at 525, we'll have a Mitch Palm breakdown of that matchup, including uh, a prediction, of course. Yes. Here in hour number one, we'll have a Jabroni of the Week. But coming up next, we'll uh, have a one-on-one interview with Zy Walker from the K-State women's basketball team. And by the way, how about Aoka Lee? Named today the Ann Myers-Drysdale National Player of the Week. She did not get honored by the Big 12. But by God, the nation has taken notice. We just need the Big 12 now to come around. By the way, also the coaches. The coaches poll had K-State ranked 7th. We've had our complaints about the AP poll. Yeah. The coaches have been really behind. No doubt. No They've been doubt. more disrespectful. <laughs> now they're waking up as well and noticed, hey, this is a pretty good K-State women's basketball team. And also, one other shout-out real quick. K-State baseball. Earlier today, by D1 Baseball, was named preseason number 24 in the nation. Ooh-wee. Has to be the first preseason ranking. I, well, D1 Baseball, I don't think, was doing rankings back in 2013. I don't remember if 2014 was a preseason ranking for the Cats, but it's been a minute mm-hmm. since K-State baseball has just been a top 25 team, and they will be heading into the 2024 season. With that being said, I think it's a good time to pass along. Season tickets go on sale tomorrow Hey, for K-State baseball. So congratulations to Pete Hughes and company, excuse me, um, for being a preseason top 25 team. If you ask me, is that a surprise? Nope. When you have a consensus All-American and Tyson Neighbors returning, you have six All-Big 12 players returning. You feel pretty good about K-State, you know, preseason poll, not just for the the nation, but the Big 12, will most likely be, I think no doubt about it, a top five pick Mm -hmm. in the Big 12 standings. If you go off the national poll for D1 baseball, they would be fourth best in the Big 12 heading into 2024. Try keeping them out now. Let's go. Let's back it up. Up next, yesterday I got to catch up with K-State women's basketball retro freshman Zy Walker. She's the transfer from Louisville, one of two on the team, and she's a Kansas kid. 
that interview, plus a little Meet the Wildcats with Zy Walker after these words. I don't know if the word has uh, gotten out there yet, so I'll, uh, I'll repeat it. K-State women's basketball is the number seven team in the nation. They are 17-1. They've won 11 straight. They're 5-0 and in Big 12 play. They're tied for first with Iowa State. They beat Texas on Saturday in front of 7,000-plus. This women's basketball team is the real deal. It's not just Aoka Lee, although she is a pretty – Gosh darn important to the yeah, success right. of this team. Dog. What makes a good team is how deep you can play and how you can depend upon young players to come off the bench and give you really quality minutes. And who fits that description is Zy Walker. Went to Wichita Heights High School. She was one of the top recruits out of the 2023 recruiting class. Ends up with her first year as a freshman. Um... At, at Louisville. And the way I explained, because not all K-State media covers K-State women's basketball like I prefer to do it. Um, it's because I have a real love for this women's basketball program. I had a connection to it with Nicole Oldie being from Clay Center, and I saw the impact that just what she did have an impact on Clay Center. And so I really, uh, I, I really connected to that. And so I've always had a connection to K-State women's basketball, even though at the times when it wasn't good. It took a long time to get back to where K-State women's basketball is currently. I mean, you could definitely say 20. It's been 20 years in the making sure. to get back to, I'm sorry about that, yeah. to uh, get the women to where they are now with, uh, with Jeff Mitty as head coach. The way I explain it to the other K-State media is like, okay, them picking up Zy Walker, <laughs> where she was in high school – she was, I think the great comparison is David Castillo, who K-State men are going to obviously bring in next season. And he is killing it right now. Mm-hmm. Doing a phenomenal job. Zy Walker, when it comes to the, the rankings out of high school and what she was doing, that is an excellent comparison to David Castillo. Mm. Right now as a redshirt freshman for K-State, Zy Walker has played in 18 games. She's averaging about 20 minutes per game, averaging eight, uh, eight points, four rebounds, two assists, and shooting 50% from the field. She is shooting 37.5% from three-point range. She is the future of K-State women's basketball, and I was lucky enough to get to chat with Zy Walker back on Monday. Well, Zy, how does it feel to be now a top 10 team in the nation? Uh, it feels really good. Um, I feel like we've earned it, and um, yeah, all the work is just all the work we've been putting in. Um, it's just really coming to show, but uh, we're not going to let it get to our heads. Um, it's, it doesn't mean anything still at this point. So I'm sure everybody's been asking about the moment, but how how much from text to 
social media, how much reaction you've been getting just from that shot you made at the end of the third quarter against Texas? A whole lot. I've probably watched that video like 30 times. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a great block by Arena and great pass. And then, yeah, the shot just felt good. I let it go. And, yeah. You know, speaking of Serena, have you talked to her about that play? Because after she got the block, four or five seconds left, and she's just kind of holding it. And I was wondering if she was going to pass it or if she just saw you the whole way. Is that is that what she saw? Uh, or do you not, know? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't uh, talked to her about it. But, I mean, it kind of looked like she didn't know if she could make the pass because, of, like, I think number two was – kind of like in the middle, like trying to get the steal. So, uh, yeah, it looked like she was like looking for me down court, and then she was like, oh, yeah, I, I got her. Like, so. How team has this quickly moved on from that win? Did you get to celebrate a little bit, and then you're moving on right to the next game? Yeah, um, we ce- we definitely celebrated. Um, great team win in the locker room afterwards, and then on, on Saturday um, that night. But then, you know, um, got our rest Sunday, and then now we're, we're on to the next game. So I think people forget that, of course, you're a transfer from Louisville, but you're a Kansas kid mm-hmm. from Wichita, Wichita Heights. You know, tell me about the decision on coming to K-State after spending a true freshman year at Louisville. I think you played four or five games and then you redshirt, and now you're a Wildcat. I, I'm sure a lot of teams wanted you, but you're now closer to home. How does it feel just to be two hours away from Wichita now? It's great. Um, uh, family gets to come to a whole lot of games friends um so they didn't get to see me play that much last year um so now they can just drive up the road and and come to a lot of games so it was i was very happy that they got to come to see me play against texas and just to see that moment it was a great moment so was this the plan the whole time you're one of the first off the bench and you're one of the key players into making this team what it is oh yeah yeah that's definitely a big reason why i came here um they told me i was gonna they needed a player like me and they needed a player like me now um so uh, they they definitely let me know that I could be a big impact on team for next year for sure. And am I saying is it Louisville? Is that how they say it in Louisville, Kentucky, or people say Louisville? It's all over the place. Yeah, I mean they say Louisville like they get really offended if you say Louisville, but I I think it's pronounced Louisville. But they you know they want to pronounce it Louisville, but I'm not there anymore, so I'm going to say it the way I want to say it, Louisville. <laughs> Was there anybody on this team when you came in that took you under their wing and you've been learning from the most? I don't know. I don't know if it's just like one player. Um, I think I take a little bit from everybody, like Yoki, her leadership, um, and just what she's done for the program. Rena, um, her passing abilities. She's a leader as well. And Gabby, just her experience. This is like her fifth year of playing college basketball. So I just kind of learn a little bit along the way from all of them. This is your typical young player type of question, but. From since you arrived to where you are now, is there an area of your game that you've really grown the most? Yeah, I think I think defensively, I've really grown a lot um, this year. Um, I'm really. I'm, <laughs> wow. Okay, but yeah, I think defensively for sure. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say like in the past that's been a very big part of my game, but now I've come to college and now it's a very big part of my game. I'm typically guarding some of the, the best players, so yeah, I think spending that year at Louisville, um, even though I didn't play so many games, I practiced all the time and guarding, you know, like the Haley's, the the faster players really helped me. And then coming here, um, playing against our scout team just really helped improve my defense. I don't know what kind of crowds you guys got when you were at Louisville for your freshman year, but, I mean, 7,000. And like Coach said in, his, in, in postgame that, that's dangerous weather out there. It's not exactly easy to travel to Manhattan to that game, and there's over 7,000 people. Biggest crowd you've ever seen? Uh, well, actually, Louisville has um, – we have a lot, a lot of people come to our games in attendance, but 
um, yeah, that, that atmosphere um, at versus Texas was it was crazy. Uh, it was the best atmosphere I've had here as a Wildcat. And um, everybody was into it. The fans were on their feet. Um, and it was really loud in there. So, yeah, it felt, it felt great to be in that environment. All right, Zai, before we wrap up, let's play a little Meet the Wildcats. Uh, first of all, did you have a favorite athlete when you were growing up? I did. It was Kevin Durant. Um, the Thunder, they always used to play one game, I think like a preseason game in Wichita. So I got tickets to that game, and it was my first ever NBA game, and I saw Kevin Durant play, and ever since then he's been my favorite. So since you're a little, did you always want to be a basketball player, or do you have a, another goal in mind when it comes to a profession? No, I've always wanted to be a basketball player um, ever since I was little. It's been my dream. Is there anything you're afraid of? I'm claustrophobic. Favorite TV show of all time? Stranger Things. It's a good one. Yeah. Now, have you seen that last season? Do you think it went a little too over the top? The last with the city. It it was. It was like it was a lot going on the last season. But no, I like it. I like. I like all the seasons. Which foreign country would you like to visit the most? I think Dubai. Dubai. If you were to cook anything, what dish would impress people? Do you have that one dish that you really like to make? Um, I I cook some good salmon. Okay. Yeah. You have a go-to karaoke song. Made in the USA. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas. Big gift giver? Uh, yeah. Recently, I became a bigger gift giver now that I've gotten older. Now, do you have any bad habits? Uh, sleeping in. I, I love to sleep in. Like, if I didn't have to wake up for, like, a practice workout or anything, I'm, I'm sleeping pretty late. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a favorite on who might win the NBA Finals or WNBA Finals? Either one or both. Okay, for the NBA Finals. I hope the Suns win. That's my favorite team. But I think that the Celtics are going to win it. And then the WNBA Finals, I don't know, with, like, the free agents and everything. But if I had to go with a safe answer, I would say the Aces. Zai, awesome start to your career here at K-State, and best of luck against TCU on uh, Wednesday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Once again, that's Zai Walker from K-State Women's Basketball. I love her comment on Louisville because I used to date a girl back in the day who went to Louisville, and she's like, do not say Louisville or anything remotely close to that. Kind of have to get lazy with the pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Louisville. Louisville. You, Louisville. You, like you have marbles in your mouth. But I like Zai going against the grain a little bit, going with Louisville. A <laughs> right, friend of mine uh, mocked me the first time that he heard me pronounce Louisville, and he's like, just looking over, you know, looking at me like I'm an idiot. Hey, man, sorry. It's how I say it, dude. Well, guys, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. It's once again returned as a staple of this show by week. A jabroni of the week mm-hmm. will be crowned when we come back. Game. Know your role and shut your mouth. You jabroni. You jabronis hit the jackpot. The Hollywood brand jabroni. Hulk Hogan. Ow. Is this jabroni's name? Jabroni of the week. Can can we like take Hulk Hogan off of the jabroni aspect of things, given that he saved a kid's life this week? The pictures I saw was him wearing an NWO shirt. <laughs> Nobody's been a bigger mark for Hulk Hogan than Hulk Hogan. But he was like standing next to the car. I don't know the whole story, but he actually saved somebody. Yes, he did. Oh, good for good for the Hulkster. I pulled him from an overturned car. I guess he escapes the dishonorable mention for the week, dude. I. I... I am so it, jealous. It's just I heard the Sheik do that, and I'm like, you well, know, yeah. maybe. Just this week. Oh, my goodness. I, I can name 100 people jabronis of the week, yeah. but nobody will be a bigger jabroni to a particular person 
than Hulk Hogan to the Iron Show. Okay, all right. <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, Very yeah. true. I'm pretty sure that na- that word was invented just so <laughs> she could have a, uh, a a a part of his promo be, of course, dedicated to Hulk Hogan. God, seven year old me is so jealous of that kid. You get an overturn car, you get in a terrible accident, and who helps save the day? Hulk Hogan? Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Apparently, Hogan he has a well, he has a bar in St. Pete, mm-hmm. I think, in that area. So Tampa, um, and he hosts karaoke every Monday night. Wow! So who know who knew Hulk Hogan at seventy years old would be hosting karaoke? <laughs> I think his son is doing some DJing. And at this point, he's lucky that there is no Andre the Giant around. You know, as much as him out of business, would make, I was gonna say, make Hulk, Hulk a lot of money. You He'd know, making money, uh, maybe. As much as you two went back and forth about going to a Magic game or going to AEW, I think a road trip to Tampa would have been. Oh, I guess oh. it would have been a Wednesday night, not Monday night. But right. should have made. We that got trip there on a Monday there. on Christmas Day. Failed opportunity. Probably closed. All right, guys, three dishonorable mentions. I'll culminate with my jabroni of the week. My first dishonorable mention is going to go to Russell Westbrook. This happened on Sunday, where. Typical, you know, you're on the road, you're getting heckled by opposing fans. Uh, And, you know, like the professional sports bros, they can be the worst fans ever. Harsh. Very harsh. Uh, More so, in my opinion, what I've seen is from the NFL, not so much the NBA, but I'm sure it can happen just as much in the NBA. But Clippers visiting the Timberwolves, and a Timberwolves fan is uh, heckling Russell Westbrook. So, old Russ is like, won't you come down here and say it to my face? The fan goes to the baseline <laughs> and says it in his face. Oh. So security has to be like, ah, right, boys, let's let's separate this. And of course, Russ, on when the fan's going back, it, it's kind of like no man's land. No man's land for the fan. Cause it's like, okay, what do you do? Just sit there and take it. You got your response, or you can actually go do something. Neither one is probably great on your end. <laughs> Right. But I like actually him stepping up a little bit. Wow. Maybe trying to back up his words. Wow. That's awesome. I am definitely looking that up. Our next dishonorable mention. Uh, oh, did you want to say something? I'm sorry. Okay. Next dishonorable mention is going to go to the Chicago Bulls fans. Uh, because over the weekend, oh, harsh. there was a Ring of Honor ceremony, and one of the folks inducted was legendary Bulls general manager Jerry Krause. He passed away a handful of years ago, and... First of all, of course, a pretty key part in the Bulls winning, what, six rings, but also was the guy that kind of broke up, the Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen. Sorry about that. Broke him up. And then when the Ring of Honor ceremony was taking place, Jerry Krause's um, widow was there and boo- and the fans booed. Oh. And she cried. Yeah. And they had her on the big screen. While she was crying. Poor thing. I I don't know how that's not one, truthfully. <laughs> I was telling some of my buddies, and they're like, good. They're like, I hate Jerry Cross. I was like, he's not there. Yeah, he has passed away. We're booing a guy that passed away. You know? The Bulls are over it, so what are you all If, if she wasn't there to accept it, boo all you want. I'm yeah. all for it. Because they should have had eight to ten rings, truthfully, yeah, with that team. Fair. But I, with her there, come on. It's like speaking ill of the dead. Like yes, it's a major. It's a low blow. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's too high. Vault <laughs> too. It's too high. Too high. Can't do that. My last dishonorable mention. Speaking of wrestling, I'm sure nobody sees this one coming. 
My last dishonorable mention is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wait a minute. Listen, I'm a big of a Stone Cold fan as anybody else. That that guy, him wasting half a beer down his chest, you know, banging the the cans and and pouring them down his face. And Stone Cold Stunners and the toughest SOB in the WWF, that whole thing. That was my childhood. And what great memories that was. I mean, that was the heyday. He's the biggest draw in wrestling history. Forget about Hogan. Forget about Cena. Forget about Roman Reigns. Stone Cold is the biggest name in wrestling history. Um, But believe it or not, he decided recently to try his first cold plunge. Now, I mean, he was an athlete for a while. I mean, cold plunge is great for muscle recovery, a number of other things as well. But I'm surprised he never actually ever tried doing something like that with as many times as he was wrestling a year. For sure. Over 300 times a year, you're you're not taking better care of your body. Maybe things were different back in the 90s, <laughs> in the early 2000s. But he tried his first cold plunge, and Stone Cold is the biggest baby I've ever seen. <laughs> you have literally Stone Cold in your name. Uh, you're supposed to be able to take this kind of thing on. <laughs> and he was the biggest whiner I think I've ever heard jump into a cold plunge. Oof. I can, there's no way I'm doing that either. But his cold plunge back in the day was just a chilled shot of whiskey. That's what they're like, yeah. <laughs> your body hurts here. Try this, pal. They didn't have cold plunges back then, man. Oof. They didn't even know. Surprisingly, Stone Cold a big wine guy. For sure. A lot of people getting into what you know who I heard? Uh, Vita Vey, um, the Bucks defensive lineman. They asked him, like, who what's your favorite beer? And he's like, I don't drink beer, I drink wine, I drink white. Sweet wine. A giant man like that's like, can I get some Moscato? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's huge. He's a big he's a man. Very large you man. can have whatever you can drink whatever you want, pal. <laughs> get him three bottles. He'll be yeah. good for that. <laughs> it's funny, I I love a good wrestling story. I mean, the, the stories you hear behind the scenes stuff for traveling stories of pro wrestlers are some of the best stories ever. Even if you don't know the guys, just the stuff they would do was outrageous. But they heard so many stories about if there was ever a beef and the Undertaker had to solve something, you always gave the Undertaker a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> that was just protocol right? back yeah. in the day. <laughs> Wrestler's court. Yeah, yeah, baby. My jabroni of the week, though, you know, we pretty much covered it in the first segment of the show. But my jabroni of the week Jera, has to go Jera, Jera, to the Jera, owner Jera, and the general Jera, manager Jera. of the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> in Jerry Jones. Ooh. It's been said, and I can go ahead and just say it again. It is not easy being a Dallas Cowboys fan. Are we delusional? 100%. Are we in a real rough spot year after year? 100%. (laughs) And maybe we put that some, we put that on us. You know, we still, we are still holding on to the standards of the mid 90s that every year should be a Super Bowl year. But year after year, the Cowboys fall pretty short of making to the Super Bowl. Playoffs is one thing. That is successful. But it's never enough if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Jerry Jones know this, knows this. Nothing has really changed over the last quarter century. So Jerry Jones, once again, falling way short of an NFC championship game. Ugh. I got to give him my jabroni of the week. And again, like I said earlier... Firing Mike McCarthy's one thing. What is that really going to solve? Odds are that it's probably not going to solve a whole lot. 
you knew how talented this team was and still couldn't get there. Oof. Man, I, I just I hate to see it. I hate you know the standard used to be just getting to even Super Bowls before the nineties. I mean they were they would go to the Super Bowls and just not be able to to They've get been the to win. a lot. Yeah, and now, man, they can't even get off the first game. This goes all the way back to the Romo days. I think maybe <laughs> Jessica Simpson has something to say. Let's oh. <laughs> almost jeez. <laughs> Almost my whole like young adult life, it was. It's always been fun to make fun of. Like I have a bunch <laughs> of friends that are Cowboys nope. fans. Like nobody gets made fun of more than Dallas Cowboys fans. No, it's not at all. Um, and it's been fun for a long time. I've grown older. I have a kid now. I have a lot more empathy. I just feel bad. I have so many friends. I'm like, man, just get them one, man. They deserve it yeah, at, they this do, at this point. At this point, you know, one of the most outstanding things about this is that I get to essentially say that. Uh, I've been married almost as long as the Cowboys have not won a oh. playoff game. Yeah, Troy's up there. <laughs> I mean, we passed 25 last year, so yeah. Wow. Dang. That's about as old as I am, too. So, I was eating graham crackers at 10 o'clock in school the last time the Dallas Cowboys had a shot at an NFC championship. Oh. That stinks. Cowboys, really just everything. Cowboys, during the week. Uh, let's take a break. Let's finish hour one when we come back with sports gamers. Ooh, we. Major news. Major news. Earlier today, that's next. Oh, and we need to get a uh, Smoke Joe's AEW theme in there. We do. We do need to update that one. Okay, so attention all gamers, and maybe you don't have to be a gamer to really enjoy this news, because I know a lot of us uh, college football fans have been waiting for the return of the college football EA Sports video game. We have not had a new one in over 10 years. And that's because of name, image, and likeness. There was a whole class action lawsuit and everything. Thanks, Ed O'Banion. Oh, Travis Tannehill used to be a part of that. I don't know if he got any bucks out of it, but I hope he did. Um, I used to be in a class action lawsuit. I wasn't mad at anything about uh, SiriusXM, but I was like, hey, <laughs> this is a chance for some free money here. <laughs> Look it up. So I got in there and I got like 600 bucks. Uh, dang, really? Yep, yep. It was over an intern thing. Dang, yep. dude. So they, a- they reached out to all interns of SiriusXM from like 2010 to 2013. And you got 600 bucks? 600. Something like that. Six or eight, something like that. I can't remember. All I got was a dumb deal about identity theft security. That's all I got for a class action lawsuit I was in. Facebook. Yeah, it was uh, T-Mobile or uh, Uh, Verizon, one of the Mm -hmm. two. Anyway, sorry. But what we do know is EA Sports College Football video game is set to return this summer. And I believe it was EA, uh, EA, uh, uh, excuse me, Sports (laughs) Illustrated was the first to report the release date. That release date, July 12th, 2024, that is a Friday. I would expect a midnight release. Yes. 177 days away. Now, Deej, you said during the break Mm -hmm. that is EA pushing back on that a little bit. They have. um, Oh, crap. Yeah, I saw. They got the... uh, I got a screenshot here from 
this guy John Reesberg and John Reesberg or Resberg. He's a director of communications and blah 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 for EA Sports. Yeah. He said, uh, we've said it's coming this summer, and we've not announced a specific date. That was after someone else uh, tweeted out that they had talked to two people at EA, and both said we have not shared a direct date with anybody and wouldn't confirm any dates. So, back up. Okay, so we know at least this summer. You know, I'm still hopeful for July 12th. I like to have a date uh, Mm -hmm. for when my video games are going to come out. I love gaming, and I cannot wait for this college football video game. Owen? Yeah, just to let you know... um the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, I'm probably going to be off. So ha! just put my time off request in now. You probably won't see me that week after. Well, typically we we set aside a week to take the, a week off from the show. Troy typically will take a vacation or whatever. You kind of hit the reset button on the show. You know, uh, two-week hiatus? Not bad. Make it three. Or just set up a TV here. Just, you know. We'll yeah, we'll play it during here. the show. Well, and I had the idea. is like when this game comes out, we need to have – a tournament. Yes. Maybe not just us here at the station. Maybe some folks can win their way into the tournament. Some listeners. Go. Let's go. There's an idea there. Yeah. All right. Hour to the game. Let's get into K-State hoops, including Mitch Palm against Baylor. Your local news. Also next, the game.